1: Welcome to another episode of Cannabis Health Radio. I'm Ian Jessup. And I'm Corey Allen. According to the World Health Organization, more than 10 million people die each year from cancer. Now, breast cancer tops the list, with lung cancer a close second. In fact, lung cancer is the most common cancer in men and the second most common in women. Our guest today was diagnosed with stage 4 lung cancer and sent home to call hospice and be comfortable. Needless to say, he took his life into his own hands, and today he's here to tell us his amazing story. And joining us from Arizona is Mark Winter. Mark, how does it feel not to be in hospice? Absolutely wonderful. I never went to the
2: <laughs> You know, they told me, you know, go home and take all these painkillers and uh, call hospice. I thought I'd better go buy a basketball, you know, start shooting some baskets. <laughs>
1: Let's go back to your, your story. When were you first diagnosed?
2: I was first diagnosed with uh, stage three lung cancer uh, in November of twenty one. Basically, I did you know I was caught in a panic. I didn't I, I didn't know what to do, uh, mm-hmm. so I followed what they prescribed, which was chemo and radiation. You know, I did I wasn't even able to finish my chemo because the doctor said we can't give you anymore. It's it's going to kill you. So what I did was I, you know, came back to, uh, my small hometown and, uh, started doing the immunotherapy, which is the next, next in line of their therapies for, uh, for cancer. I did three sessions and was in the hospital twice for that. They said, okay, that's it. You know, it's time for you to get your affairs in order. Well, I've been told that a couple of times previously. That's when I had that uh, CAT scan in, in May. And they said, you know, it's a, there's nothing we can do. The immunotherapy is making you sicker than the cancer is. So mm-hmm. it's that time. And my boys, my, uh, excuse me, sometimes I get emotional.
1: Oh, that's that, okay. That's my, okay. Boys,
2: my boys found this uh, documentary <clears> throat> called throat> Weed the People. Mm-hmm. So I watched that, and uh, man, I got excited. I emailed, I called, I did everything I could to get a hold of somebody. And uh, the one who responded was uh, Justin Cander. Oh yeah, and uh, my yeah, and my this was funny because my wife has, has had taken me on a we call it our farewell tour. She took me to California because I love the beach, and then she was taking me to Vegas and back home to die. And uh, because that's that's where we were heading. And we we're, were in California, and Justin got a hold of me. So mm-hmm. my kids found this, this dispensary, and I went to the dispensary. I, I stocked up on RSO. He told me what to do, dosing schedules, blah, 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 blah. Um, and that was uh, pretty close to the end of June. And uh, so I'm doing this RSO. Um, I get up to doing 2000 milligrams a day and I have another cat scan in August 28th. And I talked to Justin and he says, Oh, you know what? You've only been doing this about two and a half months. Don't expect uh, much of a change. You got to keep the faith. You got to keep with it. So my oh, yeah. wife and I went into the oncologist to, you know, see where we're at again. And he says, well, I have good news for you your cancer has shrunk and the nodules that had spread into your other lung and down into the bottom nodule, they're no longer visible upon examination. Is their words? So, I mean, it was mind-blowing. So, you know, naturally I called everybody I knew, and it, it's been that way ever since. You know, I've cut down my dosing, but I still dose every evening. Um, CBD, I believe, played an important part as well. I did CBD and, and the THC. <laughs> so I did, a, uh, I had to do a breathing test. And I do the breathing test and the doctor's uh, reading me the results. And she says, you have, it says here you have cancer. And I said, well, yeah. And she says, if I didn't read this, I would say that you have mild COPD. So I'm taking medication for mild CO, for COPD. Mm. Yeah, I don't know what else to say. You know, it's a it's a power of prayer and uh, God's can
3: Can I ask you what kind of lung cancer you had? Was this non-small cell, small cell? Was it the glass? Non-small one? cell. Non-small,
2: non-small cell. cell.
3: Okay. Yes, ma'am. And when you were doing the oil, were you doing all of this orally? And was it multi-strain? Did you do this throughout the day or just once a day? How were you taking it?
2: I was doing full spectrum. I have all my dosing times in a book. You know, naturally you can't do three grams of RSO at one sitting. Well, I imagine you probably could, but... (laughs) What I do X amount, it depends on how much I was doing at the time. So I try and divvy it up four or five times throughout the day, maybe six. And then as I started dropping down... Probably for about the last well since August or late August, I've been doing. Uh, I just do it at night before I go to bed.
3: Okay. Were you taking it orally or by suppository or a bit of both? Or
2: I thought I'd try a suppository, but I did not go that route. What I did was oral, and the way the way that I did it was it's nuts. I just put a little bit into a little bit of ice cream, put it on top of ice cream. Or a frozen slush, and it gets hard, and you just bite it off the syringe and swallow it and
1: chase it down with a glass of water. Yeah, I've never heard that one. Have you heard that one before, Corey? No,
3: but yeah, at night when I'm taking my dose, I'll often take it with like ice water or something, and it'll solidify it the minute the ice water hits my mouth. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Oh. Well, I make sure it's solid before I take it because that, you know, the oil in my mouth is just. <laughs>
3: not a i always say to people you know this is not going to be the best tasting stuff you've ever had mm-hmm. you know
2: well i mean if you freeze it like that it, i mean it takes 30 yeah. seconds yeah it's yeah. down and gone
3: yeah so this is full extract oil but you don't know whether or not you were doing a multi strain.
2: it was a uh, full spectrum uh most of it because i had so many different brands um it was always full spectrum and I tried, well, maybe I'll do the sativa during the day and the uh, indica at night. It doesn't matter. To me and my body, it didn't matter, okay. what, it, whether it was sativa or indica.
3: I've had patients who have taken sativa and can't sleep for days. So,
2: Oh, that would be wonderful. Maybe I'll try that. Maybe I'll switch to sativa. <laughs>
3: you don't want to sleep? You want to be up for days at an end?
2: Well, see – this here's a little uh sidebar is that i i chose to do my chemo and radiation down in what we call the valley which is phoenix after and these are not exact days but rough timelines is after two weeks of chemo and radiation i had to go to i was in the hospital for three or four days for pneumonia a couple weeks later a week later i was in the hospital again they did a heart pro uh for pneumonia then they found that I had a heart condition, so they put a stent in. Then about a week or two later, I uh, went into the hospital again for what I thought was pneumonia and it was COVID. Then about a week later, I go back into the hospital again for sepsis, for blood poisoning. So mm-hmm. what was supposed to take me 35 days took me almost two and a half months, being in and out of hospitals and chemo and radiation. and. The beautiful thing is that my kids, my boys, Benjamin and Alex, they uh, talked me into doing RSO and some THC while I was doing the chemo and radiation. So I never got chemo sick, I guess. You know, I was always exhausted or almost dying, but I didn't get the nausea or anything associated with that. So, I mean, that's a huge plus is you know, even some THC and some CBD to keep from side effects of the chemo and radiation. I read the uh, Rick Simpson's website and he says, oh, if you've gone through chemo and radiation, you need to do X amount as fast as you can. That's why I had gone up to the 2000 milligrams of THC. Right, mm-hmm. And where I was going with that, I just forgot. <laughs> Cause that's, that's, What I was where I think where I was going with this is that part of this is brain fog and exhaustion from uh, chemo or COVID or both. Yeah, or both. Yeah, you've been through a lot the last uh, little while, haven't you? Oh, but you know what? This is one thing that uh, that has to be expressed. Caregivers, you know, caregivers don't. uh, they may get a thank you or a nod of the head, but caregivers keep us alive. And at least my caregiver, my wife, kept me alive. Without her, I'd be dead. You know, so, you know, it's a culmination of things. It's your care. It's your, your caregiver. It's It's your desire to fight. You know, I was taken... Uh, let's just say 100 100 to 110 milligrams of Oxy a day, plus a little morphine sprinkled in there. I have not had an Oxy or morphine since, I think before before July. I have it written down. I keep track of all that stuff. I mean, I met my neighbors because they would walk me out of the street. (laughs) You know, because I have so much so much Oxy in me and, and THC and, you know, that's how I met my neighbors. It's funny. Oh, Mark, I think there's a, maybe get out of the street. Let's come talk over here. You know, so just, you know, just being off of the Oxy. I mean, that, I mean, wow. Wow. Mm-hmm. You know, so that, you know, that's another benefit of the THC that people don't know about or that, I don't know. I don't want to go into a conspiracy, but you know, it's just something that needs to be out there. And you know, right now, I'm working with a couple people doing their dosing. You know, one died.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What was the toughest thing for you to deal with when you were diagnosed?
2: You know, when they told me I had lung cancer, I said, "Damn it, darn it! Play the role, pay the toll." There you go. Where do we go from here? You know, because what else can you do? And, you know, that may have been shock or whatever, but we talked to, you uh, we talked to doctors and they said, well, okay, well, this is what you got to do, this, that, the other. And, you know, we went down, I, again, I did what they said, because what are you going to do? I was talking to my son this morning and, uh, and I said, you know what? If I knew then what I know now, I wonder would I still do the chemo and would I still do the radiation? And my first inclination was yes, because the doctors know they know what's happening. They know how to cure me. And then I thought about it, and it's like, you know, because of the radiation, my body is misshaped and this at the other, so I can't eat and this that. Yeah. Um, so you know what? With given with what I know now, I would I would go with CBD and uh, THC over uh, chemo and radiation. Because I've been through it. And part of my exhaustion, I don't know what it comes from. Part of my fatigue may be from having cancer, being a cancer survivor. Maybe it's from COVID. I don't know what it's from. But I'm alive to tell you, hey, I'm tired today.
3: (laughs) What's the status of the cancer now?
2: Oh, I wrote that down. I had a a CAT scan uh, Valentine's Day. And the conclusion is stable patterns of post-treatment changes in right lung, no new or suspicious nodules. And what got me so excited in in August was that they said is that the nodules in left lung are no longer visible upon examination. They won't Hmm. say they're gone, but they oh well, we can't see them. They're Uh not there, but, you know. So, you know, it's a medical profession protecting itself. Do they know that you were taking cannabis? I told all my doctors and, uh, you know, honestly, I think my oncologist kind of got upset and wouldn't see me anymore. Uh, Because once, you know, some days I'd go in there like on on my deathbed, barely able to walk. Other Mm -hmm. days I'd walk in there and be like, "Anybody want to go dancing? Mm -hmm. So I had my palliative doctor. He said, no, 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 it's It's not the cannabis. And I said, well, you guys took me off of the immunotherapy because it was killing me. And he says, oh, well, that's, that was just a, a side effect. I said, Death. oh, okay. Death is a side effect. <laughs> I just scratched my head on that one for a moment. But um, on our last meeting, after we were done, he said, Mark, can I hug you? I've never seen anybody like you. You're a miracle, wow! Um, and yeah. I am. I'm. I'm. Uh, I'm deeply saddened by the amount of people who are dying of cancer. And you know what? Maybe the chemo and radiation will help them. Maybe it'll fix them. Um. All I know is that I was told to go home and die. That's mm-hmm. it. Right. And I was on that track. Like I say, my wife took me on my farewell tour. And cannabis changed that.
3: You're doing so, a darn shabby job of dying, let me tell you. <laughs>
2: yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, it's I don't know what to say, but it's because of what I've been through. I'm sure there's others who have been through a lot worse. It saved my life. You mm-hmm. know, I smoked weed when I was, you know, I smoked weed and all that. And <clears throat> now to say that, oh. Marijuana saved my life what I what I've had to do is is to change my verbiage from oh man I you know had three drank you know I, I ate three grams yesterday over two thousand milligrams of weed oh man I got hired heck it's no it's you know i I took a dose of my medication and mm-hmm. it's not weed it's not dope it's cannabis it's medical cannabis.
1: You know, you've said a couple of things, Mark, which I want to comment on. One is the chemo and radiation. I think to a person who has taken cannabis and has suffered with cancer, to a person, they've said, if I had to do it again, I would skip chemo and radiation and go directly to cannabis. And the other thing you said, which I think is really, really important, is you talked about your wife helping you essentially saving you. And I think what we've done over the past number of years in interviews with these with people who have suffered cancer is they've had a support group, whether it's a friend, a partner, a wife, a husband, who supports them. and when that happens, those people invariably are the ones who are the most successful. We've interviewed people who have taken cannabis, and have eradicated their issue and then their family encourages them to go back on chemo and radiation. Right, Corey? And then they've died.
3: They died, yeah. Rose. Remember Rose?
1: Rose, yeah.
3: Exactly what happened with her.
2: Yeah. I have an incredible support network from well, my mother passed away in December, but I was gonna say my parents, but I still have my dad and my sons. My sons are They're my, you know, they're my rock. Mm -hmm. And uh, my wife, oh God, I cannot say enough wonderful things about my wife. Um, You know, I have such a support network. I mean, this is crazy. My ex-wife and her husband are some of my greatest advocates. Mm. You know, I have people that, that support me. My boss supports me. I know I'd written you and I think I'd written you and said, oh, well, you know what? I'll do this interview, but you can't know where I work or my last name or Mm -hmm. where I live because it may affect my employer. My employer says, hey, man, I'm glad you're coming to work. How can we help you? Awesome. So, you know, my employer supports me. Yeah.
3: Did you change your diet at all?
2: Yeah, I don't eat. (laughs) I lost, I I don't mean to be, uh, is I lost over 50 pounds. They finally found a medication that has, that stimulates my appetite a bit. Um, I try to make sure that I do at least two to 3000 calories a day. I have a supplement. I have a supplement that uh, my cousin gave me because he's, he's got cancer and it's in his throat. He can't swallow it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm in conversations with him to maybe try the suppositories. But again, he's another support group. where I was going with this is that, you know, he gives me his extra uh, supplements, which it's a drink that has 500 calories. So, you know, I eat as much as I can, but I drink my supplements to make sure I do at least two to 3000 because there's that, you know, there's also the fear of the, what is it, the cachexia? I'm not sure if that's a correct pronunciation. Yeah, where you just start wasting away because mm-hmm. I was gonna, I think I think I, I think my loss was 143 pounds. So you know the the core the eating is the eating is still hard for me, but I sit down and I sit down at dinner and eat as much as I can. Mm-hmm. Typically, <laughs> people know that I, I eat half of what's on my plate.
1: Well, you're there to eat it, which is a victory, isn't it? Absolutely.
2: And you know what else has confounded me is pricing. Pricing for RSO. I'm in Arizona. There is a uh, manufacturer drip down here. They've taken care of me. Uh, They've been focusing on the medical side for quite a while. I've been dealing with Alex and Kevin there at drip and they're proponents of, of medical cannabis, especially the RSO as well. And, uh, the pricing for RSO is so strange. In California, I think I paid $25 a gram. Here in Arizona, I think it's about $30 a gram. Well, it's about $40, 50 a gram. In New Mexico, it's $50 a gram. In Oklahoma, it's $5 to $10 a gram. Hmm. So, you know, if you're going to eat hundred 100 grams of this, what do you do?
3: Yeah, well, it depends what's the quality, though. I got to tell you, I get 60 i get sixty to 80 phone calls a week. I had six yesterday with a rendition of it. I've been on the oil for two months. How come it's not working? I don't know. Where'd you get it? More often than not, a dispensary. More often than not, when they circle back to that dispensary, it's nowhere near what they need. That is that's my experience, 11 years worth of it,
2: you know. Okay, well, when I say I did 2,000 milligrams of THC, if it was seventy percent pure, I did three, three syringes. That gave me twenty one hundred. I didn't go off of volume; what I went off is concentration.
1: Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Has what you've gone through in dealing with your health issue changed your perspective of life at all? Oh, love, love, love,
2: love, 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 forgiveness, kindness, peace, joy, yeah. That's where it's at. Confrontation has no place in my life. Mm -hmm. Anger has no place in my life. Sharing, you know, sharing, sharing life. That's what this, that's what this medical cannabis is, is life. You know, it's like I said, I may have started saying this and then went down another rabbit hole. But, you know, you know, I've got grandkids, I've got children, I've got family, and family is important to me. And they, they try, tried to rob me of that by sending me home to call hospice and, uh, and to take all these painkillers. And, you know, they may have done it unwittingly or, you know, they did the best that they could at the time. And I'll give them that. But because of cannabis, because of Aunt Zelda's, because of you guys getting your word out, because of anybody who's involved in this, I now get to celebrate birthdays. I get to FaceTime with my grandkids. I get to, I get to, I get to, I get to,
1: I get to do things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's an appreciation for life that I think most people don't have until they see their life starting to slip away. Yeah,
2: and you know I've, I. I believe that I've always been spiritual, um, but this has brought me closer to God. And I mean, uh, I live in a, a very a highly religious community. of uh, in, I live in in Sholo, and uh, uh, there's a a high concentration of of uh, more of the Mormon religion, and they love too. Everybody loves. They, you know, the kindness the The prayer chains, the personal prayers that that I receive from from people is just amazing. That's why I say it's you know it's yeah the the cannabis it's God's cannabis. So, prayer is an important part of my recovery.
1: Now, have you recovered entirely from your lung cancer, or just the fact that they say there's no evidence of what was there before?
2: Well, one doctor tells me I'm in remission. Two tell me I'm not. Yeah, you know, it's my pulmonary surgeon that says I'm not. It's an oncologist says that I am in remission, and my oncologist and the palliative doctor say I'm not in remission. Well, I ask, well, what am I? And I don't get an answer. And, And I believe this. I believe in my heart it's because the cannabis will take the
1: credit not the chemo, radiation, or immunotherapy. So in your mind, you no longer have lung cancer. Is that safe to say?
2: Uh, Ian, I'm being, right now I'm treating myself for COPD. Okay. And, you know, I am doing the maintenance doses, and uh, I understand that I'll probably be doing that for the rest of my life Mm -hmm. to keep it at bay. Or I guess you know, in reality, do I still have cancer? I don't know. But they they can't find it, so that's good enough for me.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Right. Good. Mark, in conclusion, is there anything you'd like to say to listeners who may at some point be skeptical of cannabis or uh, frightened to take it or whatever reason they have? Skeptics, you're wrong.
2: You're wrong. As at least for me, you're wrong until, and you won't know until it happens to you or someone you love. Then you may give it a try, and then if you're still skeptic, then uh, you're still a skeptic, and still skeptical. Then okay, uh, for those who fear this, um, follow a dosing schedule. You're you know you're not thrown into, you know, a thousand milligrams of uh, of THC immediately. Work with somebody, find somebody to work with. Um it's worked. I don't know what else to say. I mean, mm-hmm. I was you know, this summer I was uh my wife wanted our deck painted. I literally crawled to paint because I couldn't stand up. That's how bad I was. And that's when I made the decision to stop the opioids, stop everything. We're done.
1: Well, it's great news that uh, you're, you're well on the road to recovery and um, tell your wife that you'll repaint the deck again this summer. Yeah, I have to. I- <laughs> you have to. <laughs> I didn't do a good job on it. I tried, but oh well. Yeah. Margaret, it was great to talk to you. It's a wonderful story and we wish you all the best in the future. Thank you. Okay. Well, Ian, my my
2: part, my uh, parting words are, you know, thank you, thank you for getting this out there, and uh, you know, I would love to work with people. Um, there, I know there's organizations and people out there who will work personally with someone. Don't be afraid because this will save your life. And thank, and you know, thank you, thank you for listening to me.
1: Well, thank you. It's thank good you. to talk to you. Thanks. Thanks again. Thank you, thank you so much. You. Before we go, I want to let our listeners know that you can help us spread the word about the amazing, often life-saving health benefits of cannabis just by sharing the podcast, writing a review, or rating us. We very much appreciate uh, the help of everyone who's done that already. And we really like the five-star ratings. We'd also like to thank those of you who support the show by making a one-time donation or a monthly donation on our Patreon page, which you can do for as little as $5 a month. That helps to keep us running. You'll find out how to do that on our website, CannabisHealthRadio.com. Thank you for your support. It means so much to us. And we'll be back again next week with another episode of Cannabis Health Radio.
0: Thanks for listening to Cannabis Health Radio. For more information and to search previous podcasts, visit our website, CannabisHealthRadio.com. Subscribe so you don't miss new episodes. And follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. This podcast is made possible by donations from our listeners. If you found the information helpful, please consider making a donation in any amount through our website. You can also help us share our message by leaving a review on your podcast listening platform. We are very grateful for your support. Thank you.